Hello and welcome to episode 44 of Shoulder to Shoulder Podcast, telling stories from the LAFC community match by match, fan by fan, story by story. Today's quick on the counter episode, the three of us are going to quickly recap what happened in round one of the MLS playoffs. And boys, I don't know if you heard about this, but uh, we're playing Carson. So, uh, yeah. I won't be there. <laughs> Let's just, we'll just throw that out there. I'm looking forward to it. I'm I'm pumped. I'm sad. Oh no! I, yeah, it's gonna be you. it's gonna be a great game, and you know what? I'm I can't wait to see like all the live videos from because people are going to be taking videos all day every day of the environment, and it's I mean if we thought any of the LA derbies from last year or this year were insane, I guarantee you this game is going to be next level, out of this world for sure. You have a good reason to miss it. You're seeing the Who. I love the Who. I'm like, actually not seeing the Who. Oh. <laughs> I'm actually not doing anything. Uh, the who's left. I mean, um, yeah. That's uh, uh well Yeah. It is what it is. It's it's family time. Yeah, yeah exactly. It makes, it makes, it makes <laughs> exactly. sense. Exactly. You're saving yourself for the next round. And I yeah, you store up that away. Yeah, and who would it potentially be against? Seattle, Seattle or Real Salt Lake? RSL. Yeah. And Seattle is hosting. So before we dive into the Carson game, why don't we recap the games that happened in round one? So Christian, you bested me, sir. You went five for six in your predictions. I went a measly four for six in my predictions. We both nailed game one. We both had Atlanta advancing. However, you and I both thought it was going to be handily, and that ended up being much, much closer than we had predicted it being. Although you did say, I believe, that New England was going to give them a little bit more yeah. of a, than, than I did. I thought it was going to be a bigger blowout. What were your thoughts? You know, correction, I went four for six because I, I thought Portland was going to get through. Yeah, that's what I said. Uh, oh, that's right. And then I thought yeah. it was Minnesota, so four for six. So, yeah. 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 All right, we tied. Okay, yeah, we I tied. feel better then. Yeah, 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 we, tied. <laughs> we tied. You know what? I definitely would have liked to have seen New England, the underdog story. I'm big for the underdog. and. Uh, you know, Atlanta's a very big powerhouse. I wanted to see New England do well, and I was definitely glad to see them be able to make it competitive. And at one point, I thought that New England very well could have made the game theirs. You know, still, it was good to see a good game. Some of the other games were not that great, you know, that we saw over the weekend. But that Atlanta-New England game was definitely an entertaining game to watch. Yeah, no, they had their chances. New England wasted a few at the end to tie the game and take it to overtime. I know that Joseph Martinez did have a breakaway where I think if he's in full health, he kind of puts that away and, you know, the game's over. But it was entertaining. I, you know, hats off to New England, turning their season around when they got Bruce Arena. Yeah, they were and, just lucky to even get in, you right. know. But I, I'm I'm curious to see them as a dark horse next year. Yeah. Next year, I think that, you know, if they continue to build off of whatever Bruce Arena is trying to implement there in New England, that they will be a formidable opponent in the East. Yeah, and I think Robert Kraft sees now the growth in the sport. And I think hiring Bruce Arena, he's more willing to make an investment and I think that's part of the reason we actually got Lee Wynn because he was there for so long without seeing any support from management. Lucky for us, he left at the right time to have him now. Um, and we'll talk more about that later. Yeah. Yeah, it was a good game, though. Wonder goal. Wonder goal. What a great shot yeah. there. I mean, from from right on the side there to just be able to hit that in the top net was a great goal. And, you know, to New England's credit, you know, six months ago, everyone had written him off. And it took a wonder goal for them to lose to a team like Atlanta that everyone certainly considers amongst the best team right up there with NYCFC coming out of the East. So huge progress that they've made. Game two would be where my bold prediction fell short. Seattle 
found a way with the Jordan Morris hat trick to get past FC Dallas. It really looked early on like I was incredibly wrong in that prediction. And then it started to creep back, and, and I was feeling like Dallas had the momentum, and they were going to take it. And then and then Jordan Morris just decided to put on a one-man show and seal the game out. But I came close in my bold prediction, closer than, than many people thought I would be. But you ultimately, sir, ended up being right, and, and Seattle claimed the day. Only by hair, though. Honestly, Dallas did surprise me, and you know they had a lot of fight in them. And yeah, I mean, definitely they had a lot of grit. I mean, they responded to you know they were at one point they were down two nothing, right? Right. And then Early, they, yeah. Right, and they came after the twenty second minute, and then they came back and scored two more goals to tie it up at two. And then there was the uh, the third goal from Seattle at, in the seventy fourth minute, and then they responded in the eighty second. So there was grit and fighting them, you know, and it, it went into overtime, and and it it was the it was the overtime goal that ended up sealing the deal for it. But I mean, it wasn't. You definitely could have seen that game going no. either way. And Dallas wasted an opportunity at the death. Like, yep. They could have sealed the game before going into overtime. So just a little more composure. I can understand them being exhausted because they put in a lot into that game and getting up to the goal without the legs to make the right decision. And it cost them. When you get to overtime or extra time and you're at home and you have 50,000 or more fans, I think you as a home team have a little bit more juice. So, you know, hats off to earning that home field advantage. And they get to do that in the next round as well. Do you think extra time and, and how hard they had to fight that game uh, is going to mean that, you know, that gives Salt Lake the advantage there? No, because I think that Seattle's still going to be at home. They're not going to have to travel. They, you know, in theory, they're only playing an extra 30 minutes, right? You you would expect these guys to be in a condition that they could handle the extra 30 minutes of play. And like I said, they don't. They're, they're going to be able to be at home. They're going to be able to rest and stick with their routine. They don't have to worry about travel. And, uh, you know, it's, I think that that's all a huge benefit to Seattle. It is, but it's a short flight, too. So who knows? No, of course. Definitely being a short flight isn't going to detour any kind of as much fatigue. But I'm just saying the fact that Seattle, it's first of all, they're all professionals. Yeah. You know, yeah. they should be able, you would expect them to be able to go the extra 30 minutes uh, with their conditioning and fitness and the fact that they don't have to go anywhere. Yeah, yeah. I just don't think it's a little bit more level playing field than we might have thought of it being two weeks ago, at least. I mean, I think it, I do think it tips the scale slightly towards a more even match than I think we would have predicted it at the onset if we just said, okay, well, Salt Lake advances, Seattle advances, who you got two weeks ago. Right, and I mean, you also have got to keep in mind, right, so Saturday – and so then they've got Sunday to recover, Monday to recover, Tuesday to recover. So they get three days to recover. And, you know, in that time, you know, Real Salt Lake has to try and recover, practice, and travel in those yeah. three days. Mm -hmm. The Salt Lake-Portland game was not the most entertaining game of the weekend for sure. That was kind of a brutal watch. But ultimately, Salt Lake pulled it off, and we were both wrong. There was Yeah, we were both wrong. But there was that one chance, which was crazy, almost from like half field, where it was right in the corner and the keeper somehow got back to the goal because he's the one that kicked it out. That right, was that was, there was, a, there was a, like yeah. a double stop, right? Because yeah. there was a guy that came into the box and he came in yeah. and he knocked the ball over into the corner and then chased it away, kicked it out to almost like yeah. the half-yard line and then, then that guy, then that player kicked it in and yeah. the goalkeeper goes all the way back and makes the save. It was incredible. It was, the, the fact that it was a two-touch, he just stopped it and basically almost half-volleyed it. And it was with spin in the top corner, and the keeper had the presence of mind to set his feet and get that out. That was two athletic plays there by the by the shooter and the the, the goalkeeper on that one, which was I think the highlight of the game for sure. Yeah, I was but just about I, to say the same thing. Yeah. yeah, it was a highlight of the game. Other than that, it was just a, a hard hat type of situation where both teams just were willing to defend and you know create the one off chance, and whoever took it is the one that won. 
Yeah, no one's shedding a tear for Portland. See you next season, boys. Yeah, you know, I think that you know they were definitely at a severe disadvantage because of losing Brian Fernandez. For sure. And uh, you know that he had made such a splash on their team and was such an intricate part of them being where they were at the end of the season, and, and you know losing him to the substance abuse program, the you know yeah. the same one that Dio yeah. uh, just came back from. It's you know he's officially abuse. back on our roster too. Adama Dio Monday is going to be back for our game on Thursday. Yeah. Yeah, and in both cases, bizarrely, neither one of them were actually using a substance, and yet they both go yeah. into the program. Well, it's because it, it's it's mostly known as a substance okay. abuse program, but it's not just a substance abuse it's program. It's substance abuse yeah. and mental health. Right. I, yeah. I just feel yeah. the whole program needs a refresh in branding. Or a cool, <laughs> you know? like a cool Some, Just call it something else. Yeah. yeah, it, it yeah. right. I think it, it paints a negative image for the player I think is inaccurate, right? I mean, obviously, they both did it for mental health reasons, and they both did it for you know, what appears to be preventative maintenance. And that's great that yeah. they had well, you know, some, with all this It's called like up. a player recuperation program or something. Yeah, something. But, but yeah. you know, the, I had read an article that had talked about Brian going into that program. And I guess he was open about his fight and struggles with addiction. Yeah. You know, that on his previous clubs, it, you know, he was saying that, you know, it will ruin players and that he struggles with addiction like every day, I guess, or something. So it's, I mean... I'm not like I said. I have no idea exactly why he went in there. But Addiction to drugs. Yeah, I mean it could be alcohol. That's why. I oh said, yeah, yeah, no, no, yeah. yeah, drugs. Yeah, I think they alluded to the fact that it was cocaine, but um, that that was a problem for him, or at least the people he was around when he was younger, and right. you know he just felt himself in that mentality and needed to get away from it. Which hats off to him too to be able to say that yeah. you know this is what I need to do in my yeah. life is to stand up for myself. That's that's an amazing thing to do. But yeah. It's, but we did skip over one game before the uh, RSL game, and that was the uh, Toronto DC United match. What a wacky game! That was yeah. crazy. You know, and I really would have liked to have seen uh, DC United win that one because I would have liked to have seen Wayne Rooney, you know, progress a little bit more in the playoffs, especially because we all know he's going to Derby County. I just think it's funny that you and I both predicted it would be you know four five one, and yet none of us predicted it would be four to five one in stoppage, right? Know, or yeah. an extra time. Well, um, ultimately, got it right. <laughs> just, yeah, but having it be 1-1 going into extra time, uh, extra yeah. time yeah. Was, you know, yeah. and and plus, too, you know, DC United coming in with the stoppage time tire, you know, it was 90 plus three when they scored that goal to equal it up, to tie it up and, yeah. and give them the opportunity to go. But then they just dropped the ball. And the man. wheels was, fell off. Yeah, I think wow. they gave everything they had in those 90 minutes. I mean, I, you know, they in the 15 minutes, they scored their goals in 15 minutes of the first stoppage time yeah. period. And it was just. That was crazy. It was somewhat sad to see because United had done, you know, such a good job in holding back an obviously better team for the majority of the game. And then to just fall apart so quickly was, uh, it was, it was wacky. It was just wacky. Yeah. But, you know, hey, look, it's MLS. Stuff like that's going to happen, you know? So we move on to Sunday. Opening match was wide open. My goodness. That 4-3 final there with Philly taking down the energy drinks was was yet another wacky game. You know, uh, ironically, we predicted that neither defense was going to show up in the Minnesota Carson game, and yet... Neither defense really showed up in the Philly Red Bull game. There was some really, really bizarre goalkeeping mistakes and just weird stuff going on there. I mean, Blake had like three howlers in that game where he let in goals that never should have gone in. It just it looked like, you know, Philadelphia was going to be, you know, out of it based on some some bizarre goalkeeping mistakes. And then and then they fought their way back in. It was it was weird. Yeah, no, it's I'm happy for Marco Fabian, who was their DP from Mexico who finally, I think, kind of made his money's worth 
even getting that goal in uh, extra time to win the game. But I'm also impressed by their fight, despite their keeper making some mistakes. They they kind of stuck to the plan. They didn't have Casper. They didn't have all of their starters. I think Bedoya got cramped out, and and they still ended up getting the W. So I think it speaks volumes to you know their belief and in, in winning and also playing at home and. Like I said in the predictions, both teams were were happy to play the way they've been playing all game, and neither neither team was gonna try to force something different on the other team. With Philly possession style attacking, and then Red Bull the counter attack, playing the second ball, long ball, and and, and it was fruitful for them. They were three one at one point, right? So they just couldn't shore up their defense, and you know Philly took advantage. You know if if Casper can get healthy. You know, and Marcos Fabian and El Sino could come off the bench and, and kind of change the game. I think they have a real shot in giving Atlanta a run for the money in the Eastern Conference Final, which is kind of what my prediction is going to be. Well, I mean, Atlanta looked beatable, right? Right. So, I mean, I think that game, that's the game right before us, right? Um, right. On Thursday, yeah, at 5 o'clock on yep. Thursday. So we'll be 90 in before 90 as they're, uh, as they're battling it out there. Yeah. And they, um, they have two center backs hurt. Atlanta does. Yeah. Parker's dislocated his shoulder, and I think it was a hammy on, on the other center back. So. Injuries are definitely going to play a role in the Eastern Conference. There was a lot of people who went down over there. And certainly going to play a role in our upcoming match as well, too. You know, you know, is Walker going to be back? We know he's back to full training with the team. We know he appears to be, I mean, at least if he's cleared for full training, then he's cleared his concussion protocol. Right. So what does that mean for does he start? Is he available off the bench? Does he come in and start? Mark Anthony K still listed his day to day, but we know he's out there running and training with the team as well too. On the side, yeah. So he's on the side, yeah. he's still on training on, yeah, yeah. So as of yesterday, this we're recording Tuesday. That was Monday's training. I just heard that he was in training on Monday. I hadn't heard that it was on the yeah, side. Yeah, so. yeah. But still, will he be available? Um, but I mean, I, I think we, you know, we we kind of touched on this previously. But now that we know we're facing Carson. During the games against Carson, Kay hasn't always looked his best. And most certainly in that last game at the bank, once Wynn came on as the sub, we looked like a much stronger team. I agree. So I'm not even sure if tactically going with Kay is the best decision for the game against Carson coming up here. So Yeah, and I have so, some thoughts on that. But I yeah, want to talk about the Galaxy versus Minnesota first. Yeah, far away. Yeah, so I thought that Minnesota did themselves a disservice and the way they play tactically. I think they were too conservative. I think they should have identified or noticed that they're playing four center backs across the back. No real, you know, right or left back. Literally, their starters and backup center backs are playing there. So they're they're playing to kind of compress the mid and inviting them to play wide. And I don't know why Darwin Quintero and Toy didn't play because of that exact reason or came in earlier. They created some chances and they wasted them. And if you do that against the Galaxy, they're going to create their own chances and they're more likely than not going to make them. Um, I think they did a good job of being physical with Latan, or not allowing him to be as instrumental as he can be. He looked exhausted. He I mean, did. he looked physically beleaguered yeah. throughout the game. It looked like he game. didn't sleep well, too. Like, yeah. like, or I don't know. I don't know if, if the cross country flight affected him i i don't i don't know whether whether maybe it's just age i mean he's getting up there in years maybe it's finally just catching up with him but the field doesn't help either i know that chris was out there a few weeks ago and it looked like i think well i mean it was a brand new pitch right but there's some football markings too right on there like yeah i think it might have been lacrosse or lacrosse? No, they had like a Division no. three football game. Yeah. That was, oh, did. was it? Yeah. It was yeah. bizarre. Oh, yeah. yeah. So it was already torn up. Like there was a few times both teams were attacking and the attacker just literally fell. 
Right. Like just slipped up real, real. Yeah, I wonder though, like with the addition of these new clubs, right? So, you know, they're adding Sacramento Republic to the MLS in a couple of years. And that announcement just came out this week. And any other future signings? I wonder if teams like Minnesota would just convert to become like an East Coast team. Or maybe they would split it up into a, a central, a central like a west, a central, and an east, or something. You know, because it is you know flying, flying, you know, to a, a state in the in the Midwest, the northern Midwest. It it it's a little bit, it's a little bit of a, of a challenge. You it's know? like a power flight. Yeah. yeah, we mentioned it on a previous episode that for Seattle to go to Miami is the same as a team going from Scotland to Turkey. Like that, that's that's a huge – I mean could you imagine that in – you know, I mean that would be a huge talking point yeah. if this were a European champion, you know, a team, you know, a match. Champions League, team. yeah. Yeah. You think about it though too. Those are the those are the, the polar ends of the United States and I think the thing with Minnesota and – is that you fly to Minnesota once, Minnesota comes to you and it's – you know, we see them. We play them twice a year whereas right. Miami is – it's once a year – Flight. Yeah, but think about Kansas City and now St. Louis, who's going to join. Like, the right. distance is almost the same. It's the Midwest. They're almost up against the Mississippi, which yeah. is what the dividing line is. You just wonder, you know, because, I mean, they are adding teams at a very, very steady rate. And yeah. so you just wonder how how are they going to implement divisions or ways to make travel better? I'm going know? back to my MLS 1 and 2 theory. I believe With MLS 1 and 2, but that still doesn't – like, if a team gets promoted from MLS 2 to MLS 1, and then it's like, well – yeah, but if you do that, you you compress the schedule or you allow less games, games, right? So there's less of this cross-country travel. I think the other big talking point from this Galaxy game to touch back on that was just, you know, I mean, we mentioned how poor Zlatan looked. But, I mean, his shooting ability was was atrocious in that game. I mean, he, he had nothing going forward offensively. and He has games like that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, well, what was it? Who was it? Uh, Vince LaRosa, I think, shout out Vince, said, uh, you know, what are the odds of him having two bad games in a row? Yeah. But what are the odds of us not beating them for that many games? Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. And they haven't beat us at the bank either. Despite having a stellar 20 minutes, I, I'm proud of the fact that we, we were able to turn that, turn that around. I, I think that if that was our playoff game, when we had our game yeah. at the bank, you know, we would have had the momentum going into yeah. the extra time. Well, and Vela got hurt right, with like 25 minutes left. Right. So that I think he Brian, doesn't come was, off. That was Brian Rodriguez's debut, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So it, I think well, a lot of the... Munir t- got hurt in that game as well, too, and had to come out, right? So, Right. No, I think he was out already. I think his face... No, no, was, we're talking about the uh, the game at the bank. Yeah, Munir got hurt yeah. at the game at Dignity yeah, Hill Sports Park. Right. Some of the other takeaways I had is... Jonathan Dos Santos is going to be a handful. He has been the best player on that team. Well, and the addition of Alessandrini. Yeah. Yep. Well, is... yeah, he got his 30 minutes. So you know, if good. he gets another 30, that's a super sub. I mean, he may, uh, you know what? You never know. He yeah. could he could start the game and play 60. That too. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And then whoever came on for, I forget who he came on Antuna. for. And Antu- he's good. Right. And so then you have Antuna, Pavon, Alessandrini, Zlatan, Legette. Dos Santos. Yeah. I mean, you're just they. They have they have a very very heavy roster, and it's boomer bust. It is, and because Zlatan may be gone, Pavon and Atuna are Antuna. Antuna are um on loan. I I know that Pavon is for sure. Antuna, I'm not. Oh no, Alvarez. Alvarez is on loan. Okay, well he's and not so, even starting, but yeah, he's but, good. No, they have two Alvarez's on that team. Okay. 
but I'm saying one of them is on loan and one of them is usually, and then, so I'm just saying they have these boomer busts where it's they have a lot of players, a lot of a lot of high cap, high high ceiling players. Yeah, they have four quality players yeah. in their attack, they and they're all go. attack, no defense, right? Which is why they had to go with four center backs to get the job that two could do. I still think, I mean, you look, they're they're gonna score. You know, it's just can you outscore them? Yeah, no. or can you disrupt them enough where they have a bad night? Kind of thing. So you know they did the job. Minnesota could have could have put that game away. They wasted their chances. The Galaxy didn't. So here we are with what what I wanted, but what my prediction wasn't. Right. I want my Thursday night because I fly out the next morning to my vacation. I want to have this game as a send off, and you know I want that win. This is this is what needs to happen for I think LAFC to nationally arrive. What? Right. In LA, the, I feel like the momentum is with LAFC so far the last two years, but I think nationally there's still this this conversation where we haven't beat the Galaxy. It's narratives, right? Uh, so much of the right. national market is narrative. It is, and that's what sells. But yeah. you know, we get through it, then you know, then then that that changes in the narrative. Now the protagonist is LAFC. But, this is the biggest game in LAFC history, right? Period. And it's it, you know it's the same storyline as when we won the Supporter Shield. We don't want to limp into it. We didn't want to have it by default because NYCFC would have lost. We wanted them to win so that we had to earn it. And it's the same thing here. We didn't want to have to play Minnesota United, who by all accounts would have probably been a less anxiety type match. You know, because we are. We we all have this like uneasy feeling because of our history with it, right? But that's also the adrenaline that's pumping that's making it be like, oh my gosh, I got to see this yeah. game because I, you have so many good feelings about yeah. it. And I think that it, this is the way that is the best way for it to be. This is, we, we earned it. Nobody can ever say that we, that, it, you know, we got the easy way to the top. Right. Well, and look, if, if the <clears throat> Galaxy had lost to Minnesota and we go on to win the cup, all the Galaxy fans would still say, oh, well, you can't beat us, you yes. can't beat us, you can't beat us. You know, this is the only way to the cup that ends that narrative that that takes the 900-pound gorilla out of the room. This is our chance to expel our demons yeah. before we go forward. And I think it's the best thing yeah, absolutely. for and the I, mentality of the team going into the cup. Despite the win, I, they're still going to start talking smack about they have five. Like, no, yeah, yeah but like, of course. Just gonna change no, but of statement. course, yeah. but there's always, you know how like sometimes – like, for example, basketball, right? Last year, Toronto won the championship. And they're saying, oh, well, if Golden State didn't lose Clay Thompson, Clay Thompson that it would have been. Durant. Right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's like there's always going to be these these narratives of like, oh, well, if we had. So then it's the same thing like Jonathan just said. If the Galaxy would have lost to Minnesota, then it would have been like, oh, well, you only won because, mm -hmm. you know, you didn't play us. I mean, injuries are part of the game. The year before... Right. No, I'm just saying that this yeah. prevents a, an, a, a thing for that to be thrown in our face. Right. Which yep. I'm all for. Because, yep. like I said, I have no problem earning it. Yep. Punching them once in the mouth and saying, okay, hey, we did it. Yeah. I I, I know <clears throat> that the, the the team, the players are are up for it. Like, this is probably the game they prefer and they didn't want to say it. And now that it's here, it's 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 up to them to take the bull by the horns and, you know, ride it into glory. I, I, I think that there was kind of a psychological breakthrough in the second half of that last game at the bank. And I'm I'm looking forward to, to them rewatching that film and what they did good or what they did well and uh, rewatching this this weekend's match and look at some of the things that they did tactically. 
and they might change some of those things. But I think Bob is going to have this team clicking. And I think we have a lot of options to change up some of the players in the game to change it in a way that gets us the victory. Going back to what you said earlier about K not being fully fit, I would like him, if he can come in the last 20 minutes, to add some midfield defense if we're ahead because he's physical. Yeah. yeah, protect the lead. Like I, I think the switching of the roles, if Wynn starts and we get that lead, he's better at holding up the ball and finding little pockets a little better than K. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what we need in this type of game to kind of hold the ball and then have him kind of close it out and be physical in the midfield. And well, and then plus two, you know, it's nice now having the ability to have Dio come off the bench as the super sub in the event that we need, you know, that physical body up front when their defense is even more fatigued exactly. than it might be. All right, I want to hear you guys starting 11s, but I'll give you a minute to think about it. Before we do that, let's go through real quick, and I want to hear predictions from everybody on the four games tomorrow yeah. or as you're listening to this today. Yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> Who do you think is going to take it down between NYCFC and Toronto? I think it's New York City FC, despite playing at City Field in Queens. They might be unfamiliar and not feel like it's home field and the field might be bigger, but uh, I think they'll they'll take it. Is it uh, they are playing at City Field? Yeah. Yep. Even yep. though the Yankees aren't in the World Series? Yeah, I don't think there was enough time to get the field ready, so they went ahead and signed a yeah. contract with City Field while the Yankees were yep. playing. Because you got to sod some of the infield. and Yeah. There just wasn't time to yeah. commit. Oh, wow. Uh, all right. Yeah. Uh no I say NYCFC I one hundred percent I say NYCFC like it's and Josie's still a little hurt I think so he's not hundred percent well and plus you know you we just talked about it too right the teams that are most rested you know I think that they have definitely the advantage and uh, you know Toronto is coming off of a big game where they had to play extra time and you know we're talking about the travel and everything yep. so it's funny because this is the opposite of what you said for Seattle and RSL. <laughs> Choose well, the narrative that fits your opinion. I'm all for it. Well, but I, I'm but Seattle Seattle had the opportunity to sit and rest at home. Toronto played the extra time and they have to still travel. Right. So it I mean, it still fits the same narrative because Seattle's played the extra time and they get to sit at home. Yeah. No, granted. Yeah. But you're right. I'm you're just right. You're right. I, 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 <coughs> I thought the opposite of what you just said. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought Toronto was at home. What for about whatever you? Reason. I am gonna have to say that for a rare occurrence. The home team will win at City Field. I'm going to say that NYCFC <laughs> takes funny. it down. Hilarious. Uh, shout out to our friends at Defenders of the Bank, Philly yeah. and Scarf, who are woefully Mets fans. But yep. uh, is is Scarf a Mets fan too? He is, regrettably. What a character flaw, I know. But uh, how did yeah. that happen? Uh, who knows? Uh, bad parenting? He, no, no, well, he's not no. from he's not from New York, right? No, no, no he's, he's from, from LA. LA. <laughs> uh, it's, okay, it's even more perplexing. But for some reason, he chose to be a Mets fan. But I do think City Field is going to get going to get the rare home W, and I think NYCFC is going to take it down. I just you know look for the first ninety minutes, Toronto did not look like the team we thought they were and then they came out in extra time and proved to be that team but I just didn't see enough to think that they're going to be able to take down uh, NYCFC so that's my prediction so all of us are in agreement New York takes down that game all right so seven o'clock tomorrow Seattle versus Salt Lake who you got got Seattle Chris I would like to see RSL because again that's just another another added narrative uh, to our road to the championship and we beat all of our demons. I still think Seattle's going to pull this one out. I think that they've got too much of a home field advantage with uh, their supporters and I think that they uh, the product that they put out on the pitch is uh, too lethal for uh, Salt Lake. 
I feel like, you know, this is going to be two weeks in a row in which we kind of sell Salt Lake <laughs> short, but, uh, and, you know, look, they had a pretty good run to end the season, and I still think that there's, you know, some issues, uh, you know, going on with, uh, you know, Seattle and their team, and, and uh, I think it's going to be a close one, but I do think home field advantage is going to pay out and Seattle's going to take it. So let's go to the game at 5 o'clock before we kick off on Thursday. Who do you got in Atlanta, Philly? I'm going Philly. This is my upset. Yeah. Um, I, I think the two center backs being hurt are going to hurt their chemistry and leadership. Uh, I think it's probably going to be like Pogba or Vialba. They have to step into the, the middle. And I don't. I know, I know that Pogba doesn't have the pace, I think. Um, and if Casper if Chavalco can come back, I think that's a game changer. That's a big deal. Yeah, it's yeah. a big deal. I, and it's going to be another uh, possession versus counterattack. I'm going off of an limb here. Like I, I don't know if I really believe what I'm saying, but I, I want Philly to get through. I think they've had a good season, and I think I think they deserve to get through. I think it's going to be one of those games where uh, Joseph Martinez is going to have an off night for whatever reason, and it's going to be a one goal difference, and Atlanta loses. I think injuries for Philly are going to be the reason that Atlanta takes this game down. Um, I don't think Atlanta looked very good in their last match. I don't think they're going to have two poor playoff performances at home in a row in front of all those fans. Uh, Again, I just think the home field advantage, I think the momentum's on their side. I think fitness is on their side. I see Atlanta taking it down. I think the center backs being hurt is a big deal. Yeah. 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 I think that Atlanta is also going to pull this one out. Uh, You know, it's also to the same point, you know, Seattle and Seattle lost to Real Salt Lake both times in the regular season this year. They split. I just looked it up. They split. Uh well, you're saying that Seattle and RSL took one each. Mm-hmm. All right, I have to look that up again. Yeah, but I'm now saying that Atlanta and Philadelphia, <laughs> that Atlanta hasn't beaten Philadelphia this season. That's true. So I think that that for sure is something that you know Atlanta is going to make sure that it's like, hey, we're going to beat them when it counts. Yeah, same no, and, and and the same, same thing with the right? LAFC. I mean, so, yeah. All right, so let's go for your starting eleven. Okay. Christian, we'll start with you. Sure. Who do you think is going to start for LAFC? I think it's going to be Miller in, in goal. I think it's going to be Blackman, Segura, Zimmerman, Harvey. Although, I don't think it's the right choice, but I think that's that's who's going to start. It's going to be Win, Blessing, Atuesta, and then Rossi, Rayito, and Bella. Obviously, our three DPs up front. Rossi, Vela, and Rodriguez. Uh, in the midfield, Atuesta, Blessing, and Wynn is going to be in the in the midfield. And then Betashore, Harvey, and uh, Segura. And then my, my only toss-up is, you know, Zimmerman. Depending on how he is, it could either be Blackman or Zimmerman. I think that that'll just – I mean, be just because we don't know the fitness level. If, if Zimmerman's healthy, it's going to be Zimmerman. If there's any doubt, it's going to be Blackman, right? And then in goal, I think we're going to have, uh, you know, I think that we're going to have Tyler because we've been going with Tyler and it's a yeah. steady hand. But I definitely think I that think it should be Cisniega, honestly. But I definitely yeah. think if we were to put in Pablo Cisniega, that that would be a a different look, something that the Galaxy may not expect. And you know, I I wouldn't be shocked if it was Cisniega. I'm going to go ahead and go out on a limb here and say. I think Cisniega starts this game, but I have a reason why. Between Miller and Cisniega, I think we would all agree that 
Sissoniega is the better shot stopper. Yep, totally. Miller's better at playing out the back. Yep. But against Carson, where all of their best players are in attack in midfield, I see less onus to play out the back. And to me, it seems like long balls and trying to play speed and go after the center backs with balls further down the pitch from the keeper seem to make more sense tactically. And so that's why I think Cisniega gets the advantage because I don't think we're going to play as much out the back because there's going to be the press of their best players right up in the face of the keeper. And I think in that case, just have Cisniega fire it downfield and let's go after those first and second balls downfield and try and beat you know their defenders that way. So that's why I think Cisniega gets the start. I think Miller's earned it. Uh, you look, he's been our he's been our keeper all season, and if you go with him because he's been our keeper all season. Totally makes sense, and I would get that. But to me, that would be the logic behind me starting Cisniega if I was in Bradley's shoes. I don't know. Um, I, I agree with your first points. I don't think he'll play long. I think they're still going to play the way they play. Yeah. But he, to me, he I feel like he might be a little longer, like wingspan-wise. I think he does anticipate shots just a fraction of a second faster, which is a huge difference. I know that Chris, when he went to Minnesota, he, he described some of these ridiculous stops that he had where I feel like – it could have, it may have gone in if it was Miller because it was just kind of a reaction save. And I think um, that's where he has the advantage. Positional, like putting themselves in the right place, I think they're almost equal. And then Tyler's advantage is the distribution. I agree with you on that. Yeah. I, you know what? I just think that, you know, in the month of September, Pablo played twice mm-hmm. and he played both against Minnesota. I think that if it was Minnesota that we were playing, it might he might have seen him because Pablo's the one that saw him twice. But I think that with the Galaxy, I you know I I don't. I, there's something that seems to be in Miller's head about the yeah, Galaxy. I think as that's well what it too. is. Too. There's also that sort of mental side of the game, and and look, we're not there with the players, and we're not seeing what they're saying and how they're reacting. But you know, in in the way Miller's performed against Carson, it, it does seem like there might be something itching in the back of his mind there, and it seems like it might be a better time to work that out in regular season than in the <clears> postseason. <throat> so so that's my thought for Keeper anyway. Yeah. Um, I do think it's going to be Zimmerman Segura. I think Zim is going to be healthy enough to start. We'll see how far he goes, which means you have to leave, in my opinion, Blackman on the bench so that he can come in if Zim can't make it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that takes him out of the potential of playing you know, in either fullback position. I do think because you're going to try and go for speed in this game, I think that that almost leads us to believe that you know, like a Palacios might be a better idea to play in this game. Or El Munir, either one. And El Munir. So, that's why I said I'm not sure if that's the right choice. I Harvey. think Harvey and Beta both bring you that leadership. They bring you, uh, you know, the veterans mentality. But I think in this game you need speed. And that's why I think El Munir, Palacios. Uh, yeah. Well, especially if they're playing four center backs yeah. who are staying compact. Do you want... Yeah. You're attacking back to go down those flanks and create overloads on either side because those guys, Polenta and the the guy, the defender on the right side, they're not fast. Like when Darwin Quintero got in the game this last game, he was ca- causing issues. He created chances. The goal was him generating going off to the right and then you know putting that angled angled pass to the back of the top of the at the top of the box. So I think that those might be a strategy that Bob has. Maybe like at halftime, I think that he might put in a player to to change it up. 
Because, again, we're going with the idea that their defense has issues and they're going to get tired. So bringing somebody who has the speed at halftime to then get an extra step on them might be something that they do. I just I think that for setting the pace and the leadership that he might – that's why I picked Beta and Harvey as the cornerstones. Yeah, and I just I just think – look, I, I, we could both – No, yeah. yeah. I mean, you I can mean, argue. We, both we can argue yeah. the way yeah. because they did concede three yeah. goals really quickly with them on the field. Yeah. I do agree for the most part that the midfield is probably going to be a twist, a blessing, a win. I've heard some people say that, you know, Rodriguez should play in the midfield instead of win, and that would give Dio a chance to start, which <clears throat> I think is is a bit of a radical way to replace Kay if he's out. I don't really see that happening. I think that kind of forces Blessing into a more defensive role, and I that that doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. But I, I mean, also I think it it. It limits our offensive substitutions. Yeah. If we have both of them on at the same time, like well, we don't have anything to change up. You the, also the look, look Dio's your super sub. Yeah, he, right. he's, he's, yeah. You look at Dio, and when he has been most potent, it's when he comes off the bench. Yeah, right. And so I think Rodriguez starts, and Rodriguez goes sixty minutes. And if he has a great sixty minutes, he stays in. But if he has a poor sixty minutes, then Dio subs in for him. And I think our three DPs up front in that rotating front three. I just think that that's the future, you know, or, or, well, you know, who knows? I mean, uh, there is that other elephant in the room that, you know, look, this could be Rossi's last games with us, yeah. right? Yeah. I think um, Rodriguez is scoring, by the way. He's scoring. I, yeah, I, I think that... It's his time. I think that this this postseason will be the uh, last time we see Diego Rossi in an LAFC uniform. I think that he is, you know, he's definitely going... He was being... Sh- potentially sought after Fiorentina during this last transfer window. And I think that for him to leave and join a team mid season somewhere in Europe to hopefully maybe boost up a team that's either on the point of relegation and they're trying to not be relegated or a team that's potentially trying to get a, a position higher in the table, whatever it may be. Yeah, I agree with you. Yeah, I think I think we're going to sell Rossi this off season. I think, but but we'll save that conversation for our postseason pod. But that's my starting eleven. So I, I think you know we all tend to agree on our front six. Yeah. Our front six in the four three three is the same for mm-hmm. all three of us. Uh, I think we're all in agreement there, and I think we all think if if Zim's healthy, he starts. Yeah. So really, the question becomes left and right back, right, and goal and keeper and keeper. Yeah. You know, but. I, if I was a betting man, I would probably bet on Miller. Yeah, me too. But, but I just think in my heart, I think Cisniega has earned it, uh, and I think he would be the better choice just tactically given what what the Galaxy present. Yeah, I agree. We'll see. But, yeah. I mean, game time, 7.30. Pacific. Uh, uh, yeah, well, everybody except for our one <laughs> listener in, uh, yeah, in the Netherlands and one and in Mexico Spain. Mexico <laughs> and Spain. Everybody else knows that the game is Pacific Standard Time. Yeah, I think we have some in Australia too, actually. What's interesting, too, is that next week's games... It's Tuesday. It's a quick turnaround, no? Tuesday and Wednesday. Yeah. yeah. And the games are at, like, 2 and 4. Like, can we just... MLS, really? Like, what is Pacific? up with these no midweek yeah. playoff games? Like, come on. Like, it's the playoffs. Why can't it just go weekend, weekend, weekend? Because they right. don't want to compete with college football, NFL. Well, at least make it in the evening. Like, what is that? <laughs> Well, I guess really, it's a, really I guess it's like... it's one of those things where if somebody on the East Coast wanted to watch, watch the East Coast games. 
Yeah, well, if they <laughs> wanted to watch a West Coast game, they're making it so that they're not watching their game at 10 o'clock at night. Do you really think, like, you don't believe in your sport enough to schedule your playoff conference semifinals and finals over, like, the third week of the season? What are we in? I don't pay any attention to football. I think we're so in, like, week what eight. Are we, what are we on? I think we're in week eight. Where like, it's it totally, like, it's not an what? important time of the season. Where did you see these times? One of my apps. It could be wrong. On my Yahoo Sports app. Uh, I have both times as to be determined according to the MLS app. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So 29th is TBD versus TBD at TBD time. (laughs) 30th is TBD versus TBD at TBD time as well, too. The only thing that is decided for noon is uh, Sunday, November 10th, the MLS Cup will be decided. On mine it says Tuesday, October 29th at 2 o'clock. And then it says Wednesday, October 30th at 4 o'clock. Well, they, what, what is that? Yahoo Sports. Yeah. Yahoo Sports. Google Google says the opposite. Well, says the TBD. Well, is yeah, also I mean, uh, uh, the MLS app still says TBD. Yeah. So I think, yeah, I think, yeah. Well, well who Yahoo, knows? if they're an insider, then please lobby them to make it later. Even though <laughs> I will be not here, um, sadly, but it just sucks. <laughs> that sucks for people that live here and have jobs. 2 p.m., like they want empty some, stadiums. Some things are more important. I just, none of it makes sense to me. I, I think you got to just. You got to just say, look, you got to claim Saturday, claim Sunday, do something. Well, you know what? Again, it's or Friday. Yeah. Well, but I, I think that, you know what? This is obviously not the first season the MLS is doing this. I think that they know what viewership is like. But granted, also, it's uh, there's aggregates and things like that last year. Yeah, this is the so, first time we're doing these one-off right. games. It just, I maybe, hate it. I'm maybe. just going to say right now, I hate these midweek games. Oh, yeah. It makes it very hard to go. Well, it actually, I mean, for me, it actually kind of makes it a little easier to be able to go. But I just, you know, I just think a weekend game is more fun. You don't have to worry about getting up and going to work the next day. I do, but (laughs) (laughs) nobody else does. Um, You know, I mean, I work six days a week, so whatever game day is my only day off every week. So You should start rigging that better to where you work the morning of your game days and then go to the game, and that way you have your next day is your day off. I, I do do that too occasionally. Um, it really depends on, you know, flow of business where I need to be. I mean, I have to I have to have some. I can't let football be the sole determining factor in writing a schedule for the business. You oh, know? my I mean, gosh. Uh, it, some of it kind of has to be. Have like, I ever told – so, like, sidebar, my father-in-law, right, big Dodgers fan, big Notre Dame fan, he books he books his travel schedule around the Dodgers and Notre Dame. Like he's like, oh man, the Dodgers are going to be in Milwaukee this weekend. Let me call a customer, and make some appointments, and then he like takes his customer to the Milwaukee Brewers Smart game. Guy. He can expense it. God, that's yeah. beautiful. I really wish I had a kind of business where I could be at every LAFC away game for business. That would be <laughs> that would be beautiful. Shout start... out to any of our rich customers, uh, uh, listeners <laughs> out there. If you would like to start a business with Gringo, I would happily come work for you. Yeah. Uh, Especially if it involves alcohol. if it involves <laughs> away days, uh, I'm all for it. You guys want to do score predictions, or you just want to say this is a W? Oh, 10 nothing, LAFC. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. No, I don't want to do hat score trick for Vela, no. hat trick I'm, for Rodriguez. Oh, jeez, I'm not doing any score predictions. I just, I don't care what the score is. I just want to see LAFC come out with a W and nobody get hurt. As long as I get to bathe in the sweet tears of Zlatan, I'll be happy. That's all I want. You think? Is you think if Zlatan loses, he comes back? No. No. I think win or lose, he's, he's out. out. Really? Yeah. Win or lose? Win yep. or lose, he's gone. Yeah. 100%. If he wins, he's gone. One. If he loses, he's, he's going to say, oh, the system here is dumb. 
If he it's wins, a, he's going to ride off into the sunset and say he was the greatest thing that ever happened here, and he proved it. If he loses, he's going to say, you know, the team around him wasn't good enough, and his offense was good enough, but the defense wasn't, and you know, and so he's going to leave. He's leaving. Yeah. I, don't, I don't. I don't see. I don't see any scenario where he stays. Yeah. Unless somebody throws a bajillion dollars at him to stay, I don't see it happening. Do you see him going to Miami? Possible. I mean. Maybe, but I, I think he wants to go back to Europe. I really think he wants to go somewhere in Europe and play for a team over there where he can get some of those European trophies that, you know, he never got. So we'll yeah. see. All right. Well, for all of you, please be safe. Be aware. It's a big game. It's going to be two fan bases that don't necessarily like each other. We hate each other. Let's be um, honest. Oh, yeah. But, yeah. Don't don't walk by yourselves. Well, in groups at all times. Travel uh, in groups. Yeah. Watch out for your scarves. Watch out for your hats. You know, be careful. Be smart. Don't be the person that ruins it for everybody else. You know, I mean, you know. Don't drink too much because you're going to want to remember it. Yep. You're going to want to. I mean, that's honest yep. to God. Like, that's almost like why I've, I've, like, seriously cut back the amount that I drink at these games. Is like, I want to be able to remember this. Mix in some water in that game day beverage yeah. uh, cycle. You know, being the most inebriated fan is never the best thing to be. Just be loud, please. That's all I ask of the fans, you know, is is brush up on your chance if you don't know the chance. Oh, the new Tigers one. Dude, the new Tigers chance. Shout out to TSG. Yeah. Yeah. uh, There was the the, the launch, the Korean shirt and apparel launch today at the Mm -hmm. HQ. Yep, and scarves. We unfortunately could not make it because we are sitting here in studio tonight, but... Shout out to all our <coughs> friends in Tigers. We would love to, love, love to finally get you guys on the show. Tell that Tiger story. We've been kicking that can down the road for a long time now. It's high time. You guys come on. Promote that merch. Promote that new chant. We'd love to have you here on the couch. Hint, hint. Is that going to be part of the uh, routine for the 3252, you think? Uh, I think it will depend on how well it goes down at tailgates. I think just like every chant, I don't think leadership decides what chants we do. I think the fans decide what chance we do by how into it they get, you know, and, and I think that's the right way to do it, to just pick a champ because we want to do a champ because we want to represent that section of the community yeah. as right as that is on paper. Ultimately, if people haven't learned it and people aren't behind it and it ends up being quiet, then, you know, I mean, so well, the, the hard thing about doing chants in foreign languages is that you may not know what the actual words are right not not the words that it's supposed to mean i'm saying the words that to say them correctly so i think that did a good job on the instagram story yeah Yeah. no but i'm talking about more because you figure however many people follow the 3252 instagram page let alone know that those those lyrics are on there but i'm saying that to try and give an opportunity to the fans you know, maybe something that can be done down the line is that they put the words of the chants that are not in english you know the ones that are not super easy to know. Put them up on the 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 projection screen. Well, we got a lot of grief from other fan bases for having the lyrics to chants up on the screens. I don't know if you saw any of that banter. You got online. a you got a lot of from our fans. No, uh, the thirty two fifty two and LAFC as a whole. Yeah, took some heat from other clubs. Because we put the lyrics to chance up on the screen. Now, I don't think you can see them from the north end. I think they're at that screen behind the north end facing out. Because I've never noticed it. But I've heard other people call out that we have, you know, the lyrics to some of those chants on the screen behind us. Um, 
to try and get the rest of the stadium involved. You know that whole Project 1848 movement, mm -hmm. right? To try and get the rest of the stadium behind what's going on in the 3252, which, you know, look, I mean, I've said it before, I'll say it again. I think one of the one moment I'm looking forward to the most at the bank is when, you know, 22,000 people sing Somos do Barrio Angelino, right? I mean, I think that would be an amazing moment to get the whole stadium involved in these chants. And yeah. I don't care if that means you put it on the screen. Every other sport does that with every other, you know, let's go so-and-so. Like, you know, I mean... I think you'll get John Frehley Football Club yeah. Yeah. as 22,000 before. Yeah, for sure. Anything else. Also, yeah. shout out to, to Sticks with his golden boot, Carlitos freestyle. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That was pretty cool. I like it. And and it has the 3252 ladies in the background doing yep. the Vela chant, mm -hmm. which is pretty cool. Yep. As, uh, it reminded me of you because you sing yeah. that. I love that song. Yeah, I know. I know. Vela, mi buen amigo. It's got such a catchy <laughs> ring to it, dude. It's, it's spicy. I dig yeah, it. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, I, dude, I love the Latin chants. I have no idea what I'm saying half the time, but uh, I, I just, yeah, it's got, it's got good, it's got yeah. good energy to it. I dig it. And I dig the, you know, look, the, the Tigre song, Tiger song that they came out with is... Uh, yeah, it's good. That's cool, man. It's good. Yeah, I dig it. Yeah, Got to listen to it a couple times to try and... Yeah, I've been working it out. I haven't quite made my flashcard for it yet, yeah. but uh, I've you got about half of it You haven't made my flashcard either yet, guys. Dude, I know. I have <laughs> an Instagram story. Instagram story. Hey, I'm old school, man. I like, I like it like in my pages. hands. <laughs> I like, yeah, I like, I like having that piece of paper as well, too. You got that um, tactile. I think the, right. the 3252 songbooks need to be made. Somebody's got to crowdfund that somewhere. Okay. Yeah. Like like a hymn book? Dude, I mean, like, we can make hats <laughs> and pins and all that it. stuff. Why oh, can't I? I think it's hey, a great idea. Oh, dude. Why can't I have a there hymn There it is. Though? There I it is. Know? Hey, we just got it, dude. We'll, we'll put it, we'll put it together. We'll pass them out. My shoulder, shoulder, hymn book? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the hymnal? Yeah. Let's, yeah, dude, I'm all for it. I'm yeah. all for it. That's... I think, you know, especially for kids and, and you know, for fans that are, that are casual in that regard. Yeah. Um, we need to do it. All That's right. going to be great. All right, guys. Well, it'll be another epic game in downtown L.A. at the bank. And, uh, you know. Travel safe, Christian. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate Happy birthday. That. Birthday's on Friday. Woo-woo. Thank you. I, 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 can't, I can't wait to celebrate in the right way. Yes. The night before. You better be drinking some really, really good mezcal. Oh, I'm getting some mezcal there. for I want to sure. hear all about it. I will. You're bringing us back some? Is that what I hear? Ooh, I'm, I'm actually traveling only with a backpack, so I'm not taking much. So that's a no. So you can buy a whole box, and that'll be your checked <laughs> if, bag, if then, right? You can bring back a whole case of mezcal. I'll buy something from Duty Free. Just let me know, uh, what you know what you want. Yeah, let me know, dude. Let me know if you want to know some producers, dude. I'll set you up please, with some places please to go, dude. Send send those to me dude, There's some tomorrow. Some, yeah, I'm, I'm on it, dude. Well, I still have good it. service. There's some great, great <laughs> yeah. distilleries down there doing some killer stuff. We'll figure out where you're at. We'll find out stuff that's close. All right. So, well, anyways. Ramble, ramble, ramble. But with that, Sticks, take us away. This our culture Feel the force of a supernova Stay fly in that FC door song Hey, shopping down to Nikki's Koreatown Liddy Cape us so mommy About to drop her fifth They want me to stop But I ain't Come to my house I'll defend that bitch.